Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Perano. Today's guest, Sam Goldnet Basketball. We talk life, we talk hoops, we talk passion. Let's dive right in with Sam from Goldnet. All right, we are here with Fadeaways and Fundamentals, and I am here with Sam from Goldnet. Sam, what's up, man? What's up, Andre? Good to see you, man. Good to see you, brother. How you doing? I'm doing great, bro. It's a beautiful day here in San Diego, and we're glad to be here. Right on. So, hey, man, let's give a little insight about yourself, um, where you come from, how you got involved with Goldnet, but first of all, how you got involved with, like, basketball and that passion. Okay, um, growing up, uh, my first Laker game was in 1996. Um, Kobe got drafted. We went, and obviously he wasn't playing much. But uh, my dad kind of just installed the uh, the basketball thing into me. We went out, and first Laker game was hype. It was against the Golden State Warriors. Right and ever since that day, um, I was just hooked to basketball. Okay. Did you play ball back in high school, college? What, yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, we did. Um, as a kid, basketball was pretty much my every passion. If I wasn't playing basketball, I was playing video game with basketball. Right. I was talking basketball with my friends. Um, watching uh, as a hardcore diehard Laker fan right um, through the Kobe era, which I'm, I, I, I'm honored and privileged to have watched Kobe's entire career, and um, you know Kobe kind of has installed that mentality and right. just that passion in basketball. I've always had the passion. I did play in high school as well, Villa Park High School. Um, was never really that good. Never, okay. never really found my skill until after high school. But I, okay. I knew I, I loved the game so much that I wanted to be involved in some way shape or form and try to make an honest living uh, in basketball okay sweet so i know you and your boy rick you guys started this company Goldnet basketball obviously you guys started with a podcast you guys were doing some photography some film so what is the whole um gold net movement what's it all about you know originally we started the gold net movement because we felt that there was a discrepancy or disparity in the ability of, of people to make a living playing basketball. Right. Um, we felt, we were kind of like, why is it NBA or nothing? You know what I mean? Why is it millions of dollars or nothing? Why why can my cousin go to uh, the Dominican Republic and play professionally and make $1,000 a week, but there's nothing like that here, here in America? So right. initially, Goldnet actually started as a tournament league um, for rec league players. Okay. To, and our goal was to eventually pay the players to play. Um, we recorded highlights of every tournament, and the, the champions of every tournament got a, a highlight mix. And um, the highlights uh, part of it kind of caught on, and the, the brand aspect of Goldnet really caught on. And okay. we kind of figured, let's take that portion of it to the next level. So um, you guys got at, away from that avenue? Correct. No longer, that's dissolved? Um, it, it's still in the back of our minds, and that's still kind of the fuel behind it. Right. But yeah, we... In terms of uh, growing the brand and getting out there, we wanted to go hit up, you know, the highest level basketball we could possibly find okay. and document it right. and tell the story of kind of the underground um, heroes of the L.A. basketball community. Okay. And uh, it goes deeper than just the players. It goes into the architects of the game. Right. Who are the guys training these MVP caliber players that are coming out of L.A. today? Right. The Westbrooks, the Hardens, the Paul Georges, yeah. KDs, uh, DeMar DeRozans. Why is it that L.A. is producing MVP caliber players right now? Um, and we wanted to talk to the trainers, the people behind the movement, and, and kind of that's how we, we decided to pick up our cameras and, and really go digging into the L.A. community. Nice. Okay, so um, in this whole realm of basketball community that you're in, are you guys living your dream? Or, I mean, I, I 
wouldn't say you can't speak for Rick, but how about for yourself? I would definitely say we're living our dream. Um, Kobe said it best in his last, uh, his speech, we got it, both of his jerseys retired. Right. The dream is the journey. And, and being such a Kobe Bryant fanatic, and I, I listened to everything Kobe had to say. If he had right. an interview, if he did a documentary, I was in it, I absorbed what he was saying and the mama mentality. Um, and, and his biggest thing was, it's not the destination, that's the dream. The dream is waking up early, even when you don't want to, right? Um, and, and going to get it, because from that, the dream manifests. So okay. that, that really stuck with me. Nice. Okay. So you're living your dream, whether it's getting paid or not getting paid, as long as you're involved in some type of basketball, whether it's film, whether it's short films, whether it's photography, whether it's interviewing, you're living it. We're living the dream. Um, I never thought that I would be speaking with the people we're speaking with, meeting the people we're meeting. Right. Um, I never know where I'm going to be next week. Um, yeah. Kind of the, the, the other side that people don't see is I never know how I'm going to pay my rent every month. <laughs> so it's getting to a good point where, you know, we built the reputation. We've, we've gotten to a certain point to where success is imminent. Right. And we've built the relationships and, and, and the, the reputation in the community to where people understand that we represent something for the community. Right. And that people actually want us to be a part of it. That's great. Now, do you ever get to a point where in this whole community or in this industry, you're just this one small fish in this very big pond and that it might get taken away that fast? Yes. Um, it's How all about with that. It's all about being it's all about being confident in what you are after. Um, the one thing I don't I don't stand for and, and any of the guys that, that are around me don't stand for is excuses. Um, okay. So, so even being David, even being David amongst Goliath, uh, many Goliaths, right? There's no excuse to not succeed, right? And that's kind of the mentality that we have. We've got a few rocks to sling ourselves, right? And we've got, you know, we've got knowledge and the drive and the passion to overcome any obstacle that might be in our way. Um, and so we don't really see, you know, the Goliaths in the industry as competition, right? Um, our only competition is ourselves and how great can we be? Because the only thing that matters is how great we can be. <laughs> Right at the end of the day, yeah, and, and speaking if, great knowledge, I'm loving it. Yeah, I mean, and if if you can be great on your in your own right, um, you you will be a Goliath, you know, in a, in your own sense. And whether you're competing directly against another one or whether you're just finding your role in your niche within the community um, is yet to be said. But just being great at all times. Okay, cool. Now um, I see that you guys obviously cover the Drew League, and. So how was that journey and how, how great was that? What was, what was that all about? And second part to that is what was the coolest moment you saw in the Drew, in the Drew League, excuse me, whether it was something funny, something serious, anything. Man, the Drew, the Drew, okay, so we, you know, when we decided to pick up our cameras and, and take the media route and really to go film the best of the best, there right. was no other destination in our mind other than the Drew League. Right. Um, we know that the Drew League, yeah, it has NBA players that come by and they do their thing, but really the Drew League is about the underground studs. It's a, it's about these guys that are living um, their basketball dreams and trying to make a living playing basketball. Right. And each one of these guys is important. Each one of these guys has a story to tell. 
Um, and, and we felt that that story wasn't being um, covered enough. The underground guys. Right. Yeah, you know, everybody can go there and film, you know, the DeMar DeRozans and this the James Harden. The James exactly. Harden. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to figure out what was going on beneath the surface and what it, what exactly was brewing up um, this great, you know, melting pot of basketball exactly. talent. Um, we freelanced at the Drew for many years. We freelanced, well, not many, I mean, maybe three. Right. Uh, three years we freelanced at the Drew, and year one, um, we were, who, who are these guys? Right. In year two, we're like, okay, hey, you know, nice to see you guys again. In year three, um, we started to gain some respect. Right. And then in year four, uh, people realized we were here to stay. And, and in year four, we actually got the the, the go-ahead from uh, the Drew League guys to go ahead and run uh, the media and social media uh, content creation aspect of the Drew League and to cool. be the official content creators of the Drew League. And, that, of course, that was an opportunity that we couldn't pass up. Um, to kind of answer your second question, the, the greatest moment that we've had at the Drew, honestly, every moment is great at the Drew. Right. Um, we feel like family there now. Hey. Sorry. <laughs> we, we feel like family there. They treated us, treated us like family um, since day one. Right. Um, especially after we overcame some of the barriers of who are these guys. But, right. Um, the greatest moments of the Drew, I mean, just just being in the middle of a packed house right. with the energy buzzing. You have, you know, James Harden and Chris Paul two feet away from you. Uh, just dropping buckets and dropping dimes and um, getting the crowd amped. And I, I don't think there's anything like that anywhere else, not that I've seen, where you can literally be in a high school gym maxed out to capacity. Right. And you have NBA studs and you have L.A. studs, underground studs, all right. playing this game of basketball and bringing the community together. And one thing that really sticks out in my head is George Preciado. He's the, he's the voice of the Drew League for okay. the last 20 years. Um, he always says it, you know, especially when the gym's packed out. I love to see the diversity in the crowd. Yeah. And I, I really believe that's what it's all about. And, yeah. and going back to Nelson Mandela, that sport has the power to change the world. It speaks to the youth that no other thing can speak to. Um, it just has something about it. A competition brings us all together. Uh, the team, the camaraderie, and, you know, something about it just draws the crowd. And we're talking about a gym here in, you know, in Compton. Right. But yet now, you know, the Drew League had such a pull. You're pulling in every culture of every yeah. age, and it's just a family environment, and it's it's all surrounding basketball, which is the, just the most beautiful thing you can right. you can imagine as a basketball fan, and especially right. somebody who's trying to make an honest living in the basketball community. Yeah. Somewhere. Now, um, I know that you guys are out here in SD, and you're covering the Torrey Pines um, Holiday Classic. Um, now, is it obviously? more exciting to watch you know the drew league and and the nba players and these so-called you know and one or or guys that are like you know from the streets and didn't get that recognition playing or do you really enjoy watching these high level um up-and-coming athletes from the uh high school situations yeah i mean it all stems back to our original intent, which was right. trying to get people paid to play the game that they love to play. Right. So if we can bring a camera out there and shine a light on an underground stud, whether it's high school trying to get a college scholarship, right. or whether it's a college player trying to get a job overseas to get paid professionally, or right. even to make the G League or the NBA, cool. I feel like our role is, is critically important. As, many, as much as there's other cameras in the building, right. I, I feel like our role is, is very critical to helping these guys and, and shining a light on some of these guys and um, any way that we can help 
individuals in the basketball community chase their passion, which right. is basketball, and make a living, whether it's playing basketball, coaching basketball, training, or related. Right, that, like film, the, media, all that, yeah. That is what we're after, and, and that is what we do it for. Okay, so what's your advice to, whether they're an athlete, whether they're somebody just like yourself and myself, you know, I'm, I'm very into podcasting, I'm, I'm a huge uh, AAU basketball coach, I love coaching um, club teams. What, what is a piece of advice you have for somebody that is a small fish in a big pond? You know, just uh, focusing on yourself. Just focusing, not, not focusing on what you're competing against other than the person in the mirror, like, uh, right. like, we, like we spoke about earlier. Right. Looking yourself in the mirror and making sure you're putting out the greatest that you can put out. Bottom line, period. Doesn't matter the, the outside influence on you if this guy screwed you over or this guy didn't pay right. you or this guy doesn't believe in you. Um, just, just knowing that if you have the passion and the determination to do something, um, that you can do it. And we never paid attention to the big, the big fish in the pond. Right. We knew we were the small fish in the pond, but we knew we could, what we were capable of. Right. And we did that to the best of our ability. And what came from that, um, you know, was what you can consider being a bigger fish in, in the pond. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, we just eat. You just eat what you can eat and you'll grow. Right. And um, it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have to overcome hurdles and obstacles. And it's just about if you are truly passionate about it, no matter what hurdle comes in your way, you're willing to jump it. Right. And if and that's why passion is so critical to what you're doing, because if you don't have a passion for something, there's going to be a hurdle that that you come across that you're not willing to jump. Yeah. You got to jump. Right. So you got to find your passion. You got to identify what you love and what you're good at and uh, just start building on it a day at a time. That's it. Cool. Now, I know you guys recently um, interviewed Kobe Bryant. Right. How was that moment? That was the most epic moment I can possibly. That that was the highlight of our whole entire journey. I mean, um, the fact that I w I grew up a Kobe Bryant fan, and um, I had it in my mind that I was going to meet Kobe. And and my business partner Rick, he had it in his mind that he was going to meet Kobe. We didn't know how. We didn't know where. We didn't know anything how, right. how it would happen. But we just were determined to interview Kobe. We reached out to Kobe. Uh, Kobe Steibel Enterprises many times that uh, just put ourselves out there right. and uh, make our presence known and um, just our, our efforts to reach out to Kobe and just the law of attraction and having him in our mind that and just having the almost a blind faith right. that we would eventually shake hands with Kobe one day um, we were tugged in a direction and luckily we were offered an opportunity to come to one of his shoe releases it was a Kobe AD shoe release and uh, we were able to ask Kobe Bryant a question. And it's not necessarily like we sat down and interviewed him. Right. But still there was, have to ask him a question. Right. There was a limited amount of questions that could be asked. And, and me and my, my business partner, Rick, were so determined right. that out of the six questions that were asked, me and my, my buddy, Rick, uh, were able to ask our own questions. So That's cool. Um, it's just about you know putting your mind to something and, and right. getting, it, getting it done. And it'll, it'll come to you. Sweet. Now, what's your favorite Kobe shoe? I would have to say the AD. Okay. Because we were there on the shoe release. So <laughs> the AD will always be in my mind. All and right. every time I see that shoe, it will just remind me of that moment. Right. So the, the Kobe AD. And okay. I'm currently ro rocking some some uh, leisure Kobe's here. We got the Kobe uh, Mamba Instincts. Okay. Um, Feeling those. Yeah, you know, I had to get them. I like them. I like I'm them. A, yeah. I'm a big so, sneaker fan, know, so I, I got you know, to ask yeah, you. Yeah, I got to go with the ADs, though. I got to okay. go with the ADs. So favorite shoe to rock with that 
considerably be a Kobe? It would be the Mambas. It would be these Mambas right here. These are my go-to shoes. Yeah, I'm okay. not. I'm not the biggest sneakerhead in the world. Right. Um, you know, and, and almost my lifestyle kind of limited me. Right. To what I was allowed to like. <laughs> I had to limit my likes down to my gym, my cell phone, and, and my my girlfriend and my family. Right. And, uh, my passion. Um, so now that you know. The work has been put in, and, and the, the success is, is slowly building upon us. Right. Um, I'm sure I'll I'll diversify my uh, shoe selection. Later. Nice. Now, um, how can people get a hold of you guys? Um, they can reach out to us on Instagram. That's where we're most uh, prominently okay. you know, out there um, at Goldnet Basketball. Okay. Um, our website GoldnetBasketball.com. We are on Twitter Goldnet Bball. Okay. Um, those are pretty much the the main outlets. YouTube. Um, if you YouTube Goldnet. Yep. You can subscribe to our channel. Uh, those are the main sources to, to find us. Well, great, man. Well, hey, man, I love you being on my show. Uh, thanks again, Goldnet, Sam. It was a pleasure. And uh, be a lookout for Fadeaways and Fundamentals, and that's a wrap. <laughs>